0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can get a very special set of Bible scripture cards, hand-selected by Pastor Rick to bolster your sense of gratitude and increase your happiness. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called When Others Keep Setting You Back.
1: Now, today, we're going to look at the life of one of the most important characters in the Bible. His name is Joseph. Now, I'm not talking about the husband of Mary in the New Testament, but the son of Jacob in the book of Genesis. Joseph is so important that he gets 14 chapters of the Bible written about his life. It's in Genesis 37 to chapter 50. Now, we can't cover all of his life, obviously, but we are gonna look at how he handled the many setbacks in his life, and I believe it's gonna encourage you and give you hope to face this next week. Now, the story of Joseph and how God took him from being a prisoner in a pit to being a prince in a palace and becoming the second most powerful man in the world in that day is one of the great comeback stories of history. Now, he started off as a scared little kid and then he has a series of seven major setbacks. But God uses all of these setbacks to orchestrate a spectacular comeback where Joseph ends up saving two entire nations, Israel and Egypt, from famine and starvation. You know, without this guy, Joseph, there would be no nation of Israel and no Jews today. So this is a pretty important person. And we're going to look at today when other people keep causing you to have setbacks, keep Setting you back. And, you know, we all love the story of a great comeback. Comebacks inspire us. But if you don't have to struggle for the success, there's no sweetness to it. And the truth is, there are no comebacks without first having setbacks. Setbacks are a part of life. We have health setbacks, financial setbacks, we have relational setbacks, we have career setbacks, emotional setbacks, uh, you know, many, many other kinds of setbacks. We've been looking at different kinds week after week. Now, one of the things that makes setbacks so difficult to handle, listen to this, is because we can't see what God sees. See, God can see the whole picture. He, he can see the end of the story. He knows how it's all gonna work out, so he's not worried. But we worry because we don't know how it's gonna end out. We don't see the pieces of the puzzle, how they all fit together. I can't see the way that setbacks in my life are actually stepping stones to getting me to where God wants me to be. Now listen, setbacks are the stepping stones to our goal if we trust God and respond correctly. Now, I, I would like for you to write down that sentence. Would you write this down? Setbacks are stepping stones. Setbacks are stepping stones if we trust God. Setbacks are stepping stones if we trust God. God. They're the stepping stones to where God wants to take you. They're not impediments. They're actually the pathway to where God wants to take you. God uses both open doors and closed doors to direct us and to get us to where he wants us to be. And there's no better illustration of that truth than the life of Joseph. Now, let me give you some background. God promised a man named Abraham that he was going to build a great nation through his family. Abraham had a son named Isaac and Isaac had a son named Jacob, and God later changed Jacob's name to Israel, and that's where we get the nation of Israel and all the Israelites. Now Jacob had 12 sons. He had 12 sons from four different women. So this family, a little mixed up, has a lot of complicated relationships that you would expect to find in a blended family with four moms, only this family is super blended. So you've got 12 half-brothers, Uh, and at least one sister, whose name was Dinah, from four different moms. Now, that's a recipe for confusion, and it's a recipe for competition. The second of the youngest of those 12 brothers was named Joseph. Now, he's smart, he's good-looking, he's talented, he's a dreamer, he's favored by his parents, even pampered by his parents, and he's hated by his siblings, Now, this brings us to the very first of seven major setbacks in Joseph's life that were actually stepping stones that God used to get him to another country, Egypt, and put him in a position that would eventually save his own family and two entire nations as well. Now, as we go through this list together of seven setbacks in Joseph's life, I want you to see how many of these you identify with and maybe realize that God has wanted to use these setbacks in your life as stepping stones, that what you have thought was actually bad that God wants to use for good in your life. So let's go through these together. First, Joseph's first setback was growing up in a home where he was ignored and mistreated by his siblings. The Bible tells us this in Genesis 37 verses three to five. Now, Jacob loved Joseph, that's his dad. Jacob loved Joseph more than all of his other children. That's not a good thing because Joseph had been born in Jacob's old age. He was also born to his favorite wife, Rachel. Uh, So one day Jacob gave Joseph a special ornamented robe. People have read it as a multicolor robe, but actually it's kind of more like it was bedazzled. It might've had jewels on it. It was an ornamented robe, none like any other. And so Joseph gets his special coat because his daddy, he's his daddy's boy. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved him more than he loved them, they hated Joseph. They would not even speak to him, or they would not even acknowledge him, okay? He's the second from the youngest in 12 brothers. And when Joseph told his 11 brothers about a great dream from God, they hated him even more. Now, some of you grew up at home kind of like this. Uh, You were pushed around. You were put down, you were ignored, maybe you were teased, uh, maybe you were even hated, uh, and and you had a tough time growing up, and your childhood was not happy. Maybe one parent liked you, but the other didn't like you, or maybe one parent was absent and aloof, or alcoholic, and maybe you had brothers or sisters who took advantage of you all the time, and, and your home life wasn't that happy growing up, and maybe you've always felt inferior to everybody else, uh, maybe you were the runt of the family, the youngest one, the last one there was picking on you, but for whatever reason, your family of origin was not very happy. It was filled with a lot of pain and a lot of competition or maybe conflict. Have you ever thought about the fact that maybe God wants to use that in your life in ways that you've never even thought of? Have you ever considered that maybe God wants to use? the pain in your growing up to shape you in a good way, to be sensitive to other people in their kind of pain, same kind of pain, that maybe God would wanna give you a ministry to help others growing up in families like that. God never wastes the hurt. This was the first setback. He grew up in a family where nobody liked him except his dad and his dad liked him too much and that made him, the the partiality, the favoritism made them hate Joseph even more. Now, here's the second setback in Joseph's life. It was being tossed into a pit of rejection. Now, Joseph's relationship with his brothers uh, goes from bad to worse. In fact, it got homicidal. And in Genesis 37, verses 18 to 20, it says this One day, when Joseph's brothers were out in the field, they saw Joseph coming uh, toward him from a distance and they made plans to kill him. They're going to kill their brother. Here comes that dreamer. They exclaimed, come on, let's kill him. Let's throw him into a deep pit. We can tell our father that a wild animal attacked and ate him. And then we'll see what became of all this great dreams of his. Wow, that's that's pretty brutal. They, they're gonna kill their young brother because they can't stand him. It says uh, in verse 21 to 24, then Reuben, now Reuben was one of the older brothers in the bunch. So he's got a little more level head. Reuben said, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him into the pit here in the wilderness. And that way we won't shed any blood. Well, you're still gonna kill him. We won't shed any blood. And he said this secretly planning to save Joseph and send him back to his father. Well, they thought that was a good idea. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers stripped him of his favorite robe, the bedazzled one, and they tossed him into the pit which was a dry well without any water in it. This is a setback. Would you agree? It's a setback. Your entire family has turned against you, all your siblings. One of the most painful experiences in life is the experience of being rejected. Now, I doubt you've been tossed in a pit, but all of us have faced rejection in some ways. This is pretty radical for Joseph. They want to kill him. Uh, but they they want to leave him in a pit without water and then let him die slowly in the desert. Now I doubt that's been that severe for you, but you've probably gone experiences through experiences in life where you were rejected by somebody, where somebody who was supposed to love you didn't, and they just tossed you aside. They threw you in the pit the pit of rejection, they turned their back on you, they walked away, Uh, they left you high and dry and without any resources with no way out and you're you're nothing to fend for yourself. You're, You're in a pit in the desert and they've walked away to have dinner with somebody else. That's a setback and it's painful. And if you've had that kind of rejection, I'm sorry. I really am as your pastor, I'm sorry. Now, when this happened to Joseph, he was only a teenager. He's just 17 years old. It's pretty hard to have your whole family gang up on you like that. That's trauma. You'd expect them to have post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, But then comes a third setback, and some of you have had this one happen to you too. Maybe you had it happen to you at work. Here's the third setback. Being sold out for money. Being sold out for money. Some of you had this one happen at work. Genesis 37 Verses 26 to 28 says this, after they threw Joseph in the pit, the brothers sat down to eat dinner. <laughs> They're just gonna ignore it. And, 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 uh, but then they saw a caravan of traders passing by, headed to Egypt with camels loaded down with spices and balm and myrrh. Balm is like medicine that they would use, and myrrh is used for embalming. I remember they gave Jesus myrrh at his, at his birth, which was a symbol of he was gonna die one day. Uh, then Judah, who 's another one of the older brothers, said to his brothers, "Hey guys, we won 't gain anything if we just let our brother die in this pit. So you know why don 't we make some money on this? Uh, and we 'll all share in the murder cover up. so why don 't we do this let 's don't kill him let 's sell off our brother to these traders we 'll make some money here. And all the brothers thought that was a good idea. Okay, let me stop right here. All the brothers thought that was a good idea. The majority is often wrong. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Just because everybody thinks it's right doesn't make it right. Right is right if it's right. Wrong is wrong if it's wrong. Doesn't matter how many people say something's right. Morality is not determined by majority. All the brothers thought it was a good thing. Yeah, well, they were all wrong. And they so they sold Joseph for 20 shekels. Now, let me stop here. They sold Joseph to to the, for 20 shekels of traders. In the book of Exodus, it tells us that slaves were sold in those days for 30 shekels. So they're not even making going rate. Right. They sell him for a bargain. They sell their brother for 20 shekels. That's not even what a normal slave would be paid. They sold Joseph for 20 shekels to the traders who took him to Egypt. This is just getting worse. Now, this is pretty callous. Uh, but you know, today in the business world, Uh, selling out for money happens all the time. Partners sell out partners. Some of you have had a partner cheat on you or sell you out. Bosses sell out their employees. Managers sell out those who work under their care. Owners sell out their companies to make a profit. Relationships are often tossed away quickly in order to make a buck. Some people even walk out of marriages in order to make more money. But here's something I want you to notice. The brothers have the wrong motive for what they're doing. They said, we're gonna make some money, so let's sell our, our, our brother into slavery. And the consequences are gonna be incredibly painful to Joseph. In fact, they're gonna alter the rest of his life. But in spite of the fact, wrong thing to do, wrong motivation, but God fitted it into a plan for good. And this setback where he's sold into slavery is actually gonna be a stepping stone to Joseph's
0: future glory and greatness. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day, delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... Experts have discovered that an attitude of gratitude bolsters your health and happiness. That's why Pastor Rick created a special set of 52 scripture cards to help bolster your sense of gratitude so you can experience the life God meant for you to live. Here's Rick to tell you more.
1: Friends, one of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize scripture. God tells us in Proverbs 7, verse 2, guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and also keep them deep within your heart. Now, you may not think you've got a good memory, but the truth is we all remember what's important to us. For instance, you remember phone numbers and dates that you care about. I've heard people say they can't memorize anything, yet they can quote a song lyrics from their childhood, or they can rattle off a statistic for their favorite baseball player. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn, and it's also a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, study after study has shown that memorizing Scripture will cause your brain to have a stronger memory in other areas, too. So when you memorize Scripture, you're actually benefiting a lot of other areas in your life. Now, here's how I want to help you memorize God's Word. We've put together a new packet, a new set of cards with verses from the Bible for you to memorize. And these are good, easily memorizable verses. And you can put these cards around your house, or you can put them on your refrigerator, or you know, tape them to the mirror where you brush your teeth, or you can put them by your bed, or uh, in your car, in the visor. It doesn't really matter, but they're they're very beautiful, and they will keep These Bible verses, God's Word before you
0: every day, helping
1: you to memorize the Word of God. I hope you'll take advantage
0: of this new resource. This set of beautifully designed cards will help you memorize Scripture so you can recall God's Word when you need it the most. You can also use them to minister to others, give one to a friend, and write a personalized note of encouragement on the back. If a Scripture really speaks to you, frame it. Put them in places where you can read them during the day for encouragement. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a world in need, we'll send you the gratitude scripture card set to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE To 800-600-5004 That's PastorRick.com Or text the word HOPE To 800-600-5004 And thanks so much for your support There's only three days left To get this great resource So don't wait Be sure to join us next time As we look into God's Word For our daily hope This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.